0: Hello and welcome to episode five of the Rugby Rundown. Myself, Alex Corbusier, Will Hooley, wishing you all a happy new year. We hope you enjoyed the Free Jacks festive special. But now we're back for 2024, Will. Lots to talk about here. There is, man. It's a new year, new fresh start.
1: I'm back in the gym. I've actually put the t-shirt on I, to hide it all. I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, no, no. I no. couldn't but, tell what I am. I decided
0: to uh, I don't know, just freshen things up. What about you? How was your how was your new year, man? Was it was good? nice. I had my family here over the holidays, absolutely loved it. Obviously, always full-on with a full house, but I really really enjoyed it. My parents actually go home. Tomorrow and then just kind of getting my mind geared up and geared around. Pre-season's coming around pretty soon for the MLR as well. So it's kind of getting all my ducks in a row for that. And uh, yeah, just uh, had a nice cold plunge this morning in the rain, sadly you raining that, here. You yeah, that. I love it. Every morning, every morning I get in for three minutes, five if I'm uh, extra in my head. Uh, and then yeah hopefully later after workout I like to get in the sauna
1: you've heard that first of Corbs literally his routine now talking about 2024 though there is so much rugby happening and of course across TRN TRN plus make sure you subscribe and for us at the Rugby Rundown make sure that you give us a listen a follow like us everywhere we are at Rugby Rundown TRN on socials we are on the YouTube channel with the Rugby Network and we're on podcasts across all those great podcasts Spotify Apple
0: Amazon you name it Corbs it means a lot when someone likes and just rates us show us some love guys we are trying to build something from the ground up here obviously starting from scratch we're so grateful for the support of the rugby network MLR to push us but we really would love all of our listeners and watchers to get behind us make some noise share it to your friends do the reviews let's try and make this a big year for rugby in America and an even bigger year for the rugby rundown
1: Now with 2024, there's a lot going on in that rugby calendar. Of course, we've got the Gallagher Premiership. We've got European Cup action that you'll see as well over the year. Six Nations super rugby
0: women's premiership rugby
1: women's premiership rugby there's
0: college rugby plenty of that as well Uh, the olympics is in this year as well the eagles will be playing through the summer as well lots to talk about this year uh, and lots to cover on this journey
1: too much indeed but we're going to try and do our best and particularly things that are coming up on trn and trm plus now of course one of those of is the Major League Rugby season. The 2024 season is fast approaching and the signings corps are still coming through. And there's one big one that really stood out over the festive period for me, which is uh, the Houston Sabercats, because um, the prop there, at Van Dyke, he is, is, well, notorious in terms of being at Poe. He's got a lot of experience and just their forward pack is just looking a little bit tasty going into the new year.
0: Uh, you, you think Heineken Meyer wasn't watching South Africa at the World Cup or something and, and seeing <laughs> seeing what that brute force can do up front. And yeah, what an addition to their pack. Um, they've already added some decent ballast around, adding a couple extra locks, more size to their pack, very much the South African model. But now they've got an out-and-out operator at tight head, I believe replacing Morgan Mitchell, who was there last He's year, who you'd quality, argue was man. the best scrummaging yeah, 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 yeah. tight head in the league. They've gone and found a, a very worthy replacement. Some might argue even a step up. And it kind of fits their mold, their style, what they try to bring. Um, You know, they do mimic a little bit of South Africa coming with you that brute force up front, set piece, small physicality, direct carriers, but then they do love to flash the ball wide and, and, and have a go when it's on and over transition. So, you know, Houston, you know, we've talked about a lot of other teams over this win. We haven't really given them their fair shout, I, I don't feel. I'm really, but they're, they're a dog, mate. I hate coaching I, I, against I, I, them. I hate playing against uh, them. I, I their forwards playing coaches nightmare.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, and we've talked about it before with Sam Hill coming in. He's a massive ball carrier. I actually really do think the Sabre Cats will be looking good for the 2024 season. Uh, the new guns, Miami Sharks. And there's three players that I know well because I play with them at San Diego Legion. They are moving themselves over there. That's Dan Pryor, the back row from New Zealand. Uh, Matthias Freya, He is Argentinian-born. Oh, sorry. He's US-born, actually. Argentinian, US-born. Uh, that back three... Uh, Known as hashtag silk. Um, and then also we've got Short McNulty, uh, a hooker. He's been around for a while. Three really good pickups from Miami there
0: absolutely I think you know for a new franchise picking up as many guys that already know the league already tried and yeah, tested know huge. the travel scenario know the way it works know, know the pitches the change in training facilities that you might get compared to other places around the world it's only going to help sort of you know boost your year one approach and your year one performance by incorporating those guys especially someone like Dan Pryor probably just unlucky at San Diego Legion last year not playing because there was Christian Poidevin and Blair Cowan who really put their hand up and, and they might foreigners as well exactly so think the, there's only so, so many much. where here I'm sure he'll be an out and out starter and, and he's an absolute weapon and, and, and he offers a lot on the field and he's a great bloke off it I can testify that to myself obviously uh, Matthias is is worldy hell of a finisher great person as well had some troubles with injury but came back from it really hope he has a really successful season this year and then lastly Sean McNulty obviously traded to Miami from San Diego Legion I've worked with Sean pretty much his last three years in the MLR sad to see him leave but you know he was looking for a change wanted wanted a fresh start somewhere and you know hopefully it goes really well for him in Miami
1: now I don't want to always talk about (laughs) San Diego Legion because we do talk a little bit about it naturally between uh, Corbs and I but they have picked up some two quality players I want to say first of all Chris Matina is a steal that guy can play across anywhere in the back line from a 10 to fullback. back the, his ability to play make and I think in terms of being like a domestic talent of that quality that's a huge pickup for San Diego. And I know there's another domestic talent in there as well who's also joining.
0: Charlie Hewitt as well, another big pickup for us. And let's just talk Chris Martina first because I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think I put Chris Mattina in that American rugby kid mold like your Nate Orsbergers, your Ryan Matias's. The kids that have yeah. chased the dream from younger in their sport have put the time in. Chris Martina's goal-kicking just alone, everything else yeah, you yeah, can yeah, do. Yeah, the way he's a, turned the corner on that and become a, a top-notch assistant. goal kicker, he can play 10, 15, wing, anywhere in your back line. He's had seventh experience to give him that versatility. And then you get the character of the bloke off the field. It was a no-brainer to me if we could make it work at San Diego and he was available. Uh, massive pickup for us. And obviously, sadly, it didn't work out with his homecoming to New York. But uh, but hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll put some sunset on that, uh, on that cloud here in, in San Diego. And then Charlie Hewitt, for me, um, you know, Big bit of ballast for me in, in the second row, in the engine room. He's experienced. He's been in this league, I think. He's got 58 caps in this league. Good lad he's, as well. Yep. I'm US not, qualified good laden, good laden. now. Seems, you know, absolutely lovely bloke. And, you know, me personally as a scrum coach, loving his size and, and and looking at him getting him in the engine room.
1: San Diego. Will they be back up there? Well, look, that's all for the uh, MLR news as we now go in to College Corner.
0: It's time here for College Corner and it is a big weekend of college rugby here in America. We have the NCR All-Star Weekend in Austin, Texas. It's on the Rugby Network and we'll sat down with Director of Men's Rugby at NCR, Brad Dufek, to get all the scoop.
1: Brad, thank you so much for coming on to the Rugby Rundown and this College Corner special preview of the All Stars weekend coming up. Um, you must be thrilled. You must be really excited. It's a massive, massive weekend of rugby.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty quick turnaround from our um, from our Fifteens Championships, which were geez, less less than a month away, or le- less than a month uh, behind us. Um, But yeah, really excited for it. It's uh, it's a really fun weekend, takes a little bit of the pressure off of uh, national championships and um, everyone there wants to win, but can have a little fun while we do it as well.
1: Well, you can basically claim you're trying to get over 350 players, top players, around the college rugby landscape. Um, that's, a, that's tough logistics going on. There's eight teams involved. Um, it, it just, it's going to be in Austin, Texas. In terms of the logistics for you organising this, it must be pretty challenging
2: yeah I mean it's we've we've got re- great representation you know from New England all the way to the west coast um Tom Clark, who is our high performance commissioner, has been working uh very hard with team management and coaching staffs and um just the logistics that go into it. You've got players coming in from kind of all on their own. nobody really takes flights together because it's very representational, so you've got you know players coming in from. From abroad and and from different parts of the country, and um, there's a lot a lot of logistical uh, challenges to piece together, but our team does a does a great job.
1: In terms of representing the thing which really impresses me as a former player is this is selected by coaches of colleges or peers or whatever it might be. That that's a real sort of pat on the back to those players who are involved. That must be a real you know big point a difference for all stars weekend
2: yeah yeah um you know there's there's a variety of ways that players become identified you know there's nomination processes there's assemblies that take place in different parts of the country um, you know somebody might have been referred by somebody else um, whether it's coach or player or manager from a different different area um and it's just really unique you know not only is it college rugby's um you know premier all-star event but it you know it's it's got players from small college all the way to division one and it doesn't matter your background and what team you're coming from the little guys get to play with the big guys and vice versa and if you're if you're a a quality rugby player you get to, to strut your stuff down in austin
1: Absolutely. And talking, strutting their stuff was last year's winners, the New England Independents. Um, we mentioned earlier in terms of across the country, you, you mentioned, mentioned a few cities. A few cities that have MLR teams. MLR teams are associated with some of these all-star uh, sides as well. The New England Independence, of course, New England Free Jacks, the 2023 MLR champions. You've got the Mid-Atlantic Sharks uh, associated with the Old Glory DC, Pacific Coast Grizzlies, the Seattle Seawolves. So, that must be really exciting because this potentially could be a platform for guys to try and make it into the professional rugby world here in Major League Rugby.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Independents and the, the Grizzlies, I think, have met in the last two, um, two finals um, since we kind of reinvigorated this event. You know, it actually did start in 2018 um, when it was just small colleges. I believe they had five teams in the very first one. And we've kind of taken a whole new approach as we've, you know, expanded our offerings, and a part of that, as you mentioned, will is um, is building, you know, building ties with with MLR organizations and getting more eyes on the event, highlighting um, highlighting what the what the coaches and players can put on the field, and um, it kind of adds a, a little more flair to to the event itself.
1: Well, in terms of showing off their uh, abilities or whatever it might be, it's this weekend. It's on the Rugby Network, uh, the All Star Weekend. Just before you go, though, Brad, is there any team that you're sort of keeping your eye on as potential uh, favourites going into
2: the weekend? I think uh, I, you know, you, you can quote me. I, I don't think you'll see the same two teams in the finals. Um, I, I think we w- might have okay. a couple. The uh, you know the great Lakes Thunderbirds have they nearly made it last year. Um, they might get over the edge. Uh, the mid Atlantic sharks have a new, um, a new look this year. So, uh, you might see them in the mix. Um, and who knows the Southeast bears could surprise you as well. So like you mentioned, um, the broadcast will be there. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll have some eyes tuning in and, um, it should be a great, great show for everybody. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Looking forward to it this weekend on the Rugby Network. It's the All-Stars Collegiate Rugby Weekend. Brad, thank you so much for joining me and all the best uh, with all the action.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Will.
0: How good to sit down with Brad, Will. Uh, Yeah, really interesting chat and excited for the rugby on the weekend. Absolutely. And what I find really interesting is that these
1: players are picked by the coaches, by the management of other teams. And I just think that's such a unique thing. I feel it's a very American thing to have like all-star teams. I love all-stars. I I think we
0: need it in the MLR. Take note, guys. Take MLR all-star game would be pretty money. like a regional event. East v. West. You know what I mean? Something like that.
1: Something like that. Yeah, you're welcome, MLR. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's our idea. Anyway, yeah, great to, to hear about that. And that is all on the Rugby Network, the All-Star Weekend happening in Austin. But now, let's get to it. It's the rundown. The rundown. We're back to it. The rundown. We had a little break last week, obviously with the festive special, but it was round 10 of the Gallagher Premiership. And it was a cracking Friday Saturday Sunday where there were some bumper crowds Corbs some real historic I would say record crowds actually across the board uh, and some big results just a quick one though in terms of those crowds, those festive crowds have 76,000 at Twickenham we'll come
0: to that in a minute that's so good such a good sign for the game I think you know obviously you had Twickenham 76,000 you had Northampton Saints sold out you had Lesser Tigers sold out you had 24,000 at Bristol yeah. you know w- what an advertisement salaries were sold out again against Newcastle. Like that's something that premiership rugby after maybe some tumultuous times is got to really keep harnessing, trying to take this momentum and run into the new year with it. Because let alone, you're just, you know, getting more fans exposed to your brand. You have an, you had an opportunity to create more rugby fans. And what I think was awesome was the rugby on the field delivered. You had the seats packed, and the rugby backed it up. And, and that's the recipe for growth and success. Has to be, mate.
1: Has to be. And actually, it all started, as you mentioned, Ashton Gate with over twenty four plus thousand people. And Exeter are just going from strength to strength. A big win for them, 24-14 over Bristol. And the big talking, uh, talking point was the winger, um, Faye Waboso. And apologies if I get that pronunciation wrong. But all I do want to say he is on fire and will England or Wales pick him
0: up man because he's going to play Six Nations rugby this, this he's year he's got to playing like that and, and let's talk Chiefs first outstanding result Baxter has rebuilt that staple and this is a team that we said earlier might need time to develop mate they're firing on all cylinders right now and they're We're taking they're on big guns well. they have a big pack and they carry well the contact area the latch the way they did that was, was fantastic but Waboso, like this is a, an absolute talent. And from what I'm hearing, it sounds like he has more of an affiliation to Wales. And I think Gats is the type of player that's going to just pick him straight that, away. He just where gets, with England, they have to wait. They, they hold no. you in these patterns. They might call you in a squad. You might get one cap and then be out. You know, there's so many players that are falling in that map where I think Warren Gatlin and, and uh, Gregor Townsend at Scotland are going to be picking up some gems from the Premiership, Definitely. like a Finn Smith. I believe has been offered... He might be Scotland roots as well, yeah. A guaranteed cap in the opening game of the Six Nations is what I've heard is on the tail or potentially be an England wider squad. You know, these are the decisions where, you know, these countries are reaping the rewards of the success of the premiership. And and, and fair play to him. It's, it's good to see.
1: Can I also just point out that he's studying to be a doctor?
0: Yeah, I right? know. So the, the lad,
1: he's also hard as nails. He's big as a beast. And he's going to be probably an international rugby player, plus also being a doctor. Unbelievable. Ma- the man's complete. So massive result there for Exeter. Then my former club, Saris, getting back to good, solid ways, uh, at home to Newcastle. But you mentioned to me off air that you were quite impressed with... Newcastle, even
0: though, of course, again, another loss. I think Newcastle in these last two weeks, you know, for a team that hasn't won a game, is showing some serious grit against yeah. good teams. You know, like they had Bristol last week, very close. This week against Sarries, Saris had like, I think Mark McCall said it after, it almost like 90% territory possession in that first half. And Newcastle weathered it, bloody well their oh, the, physicality the, in the Adam Radwan try it was oh, from defence and he went the whole way unbelievable Adam Radwan like what a finish what a moment and that kind of summed up the grit of Newcastle. they were just getting leathered yeah. in that 22 finally got a turnover went the lead it almost happened again yeah. it almost happened yeah, again yeah, 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 and yeah. they got that disallowed and what a different game maybe if they'd had that try it kept closer but then for me the real the real difference was Sarri's bench <laughs> when oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. when you can bring Good. on Ben Earl. Billy Vanapola, Jamie, Jamie George, Nick Azequa, like yeah. out of nowhere to just lift that last 20 minutes. That There was just too much for, for Newcastle, even with a rotated Sarri size. And, and, and it's getting hard for Alex Codling and his team to probably keep their heads up. But considering where they are, they've not thrown in the towel. Like I can no. see grit there. And and, and I, he, he even said that, Alex Codling in his interview after, he was very proud of them. And hopefully that Gets in that around that corner where they finally get that win. They finally catch someone and they get that win can't see it too soon
1: though. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't want really to be mean. I'm just saying that it's it's, it's going to be a hard premiership season. And in terms of a tough game, it's at like Northampton. And Northampton versus Set. It was only seven nil at half time. I was to- talking about an absolute battle, but it was George Furback's two tries in the second half. Saints are, again, we talked about Exeter, a team built off youth. Phil Dowson, um, director of rugby there. I just love what he's doing. He's giving people confidence. The likes of Finn Smith, you said he might be playing for Scotland. He's playing with confidence at 10. That's a quality win uh,
0: for Northampton. It's unbelievable. Like, you know, Saints for the last couple of years have had absolute fuego attack. Like on <laughs> the front foot. I love that. So, yeah, just bringing my uh, San Diego vibes <laughs> here. That's about all I got, Other taco and burrito, which I got a lot of. Um, <laughs> love but that. yeah, back, back to my point before I got distracted. is like their attack's been pretty money have, for a couple of yeah. years. San Besti. And, 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 you know, Boyd coming in, the rebuild, the re-identity. Saints were a very one-dimensional team at the end of the Malander era. Complete rebirth, yeah, yeah. and you're seeing the reap the rewards of it. The amount of homegrown talent in that team, in the backline, in the pack, the, you know, yeah, yeah. the ability that English talent, that's English what mean. talent, but that's also what I mean. the, through the
1: academy, through the academy, yeah, the agreed. whole backline yeah, yeah, yeah. they
0: basically produce themselves, other than yeah. Finn Smith. Like yeah, yeah. who else yeah. in that starting backline isn't homegrown? No, no, the, certainly not for yeah. that I'm starting. So, and, and that's that's my point. And you know, I, I said you know don't sleep on Saints on this show a couple of weeks ago, or oh, maybe a month ago now. Yeah, but really. The one question Mike had is, could they handle those big physical juggernauts? And, and Sailor one and, of them. And Sailor there and they handled them. Mate, this is the most probable I've thought that they have a chance. Like last year they made it, I think to the top four. They were right in the run at the end. Yeah. I just never felt like they could win it. Where this year, I feel like Saints have it in them to win it. Oh, you heard that
1: here first. Yeah, we'll check out the, the table in just a minute. Um, I want to talk about the big game, quite literally called the big game at Twickenham, where over 76,000 people were watching Harlequins versus Gloucester. And Corbs, Marcus Smith every single week is just showing for me why he should be in that England jersey come the Six Nations. But it was also the way he was working so well with Danny Kett. Some of these clips coming up, the way that Marcus can go to the line and change his pace and just get through a tackle and just set tries up easily. It's what he does on the game line. And then a drop goal, just put that in there why not a complete package 5022s
0: 5022s and, and that's of them. one yeah. thing i'd say is like listen i've rated marcus smith since i saw him first when i was just retired 20 20- 16, coaching the England under 20s and Marcus Smith was an Englander 18 that they called up to train. Yeah, And listen, the kid tore the house down. They play this game scenario at the end of the game where it was like, all right, two points down in your own half, have to play out of your own half, find a way to score to win. They claw their way up. He gets 40 out. He bangs a drop goal and walks off. And I was like, I ring him my agent like this kid's going to play for England. This he, kid. I'm he telling you, the and, and he's incredible, yeah. and he's always had that space, that pace, and a bit of razzle. But a lot of times when you see him making line breaks traditionally, he was at the back of things. Now he's, he's really on, he's, the, game on the game line, on he's, the game, and he's cutting, line, yeah. he's cutting line breaks from there, and that's another layers to his game. And you talk about someone who's great, or whatever. Like he obviously didn't get the World Cup results or the you know or, hit, or,
1: it, the, or the game time and, yeah, and he's yeah.
0: just rolled his sleeves up and said hey Steve watch this you yeah. know what I mean like you oh, George Ford kicks drop goals I can kick drop goals George Ford's a tactical uh you know tactical kicker he's, I can do that caveat though but then I'm also absolute razzle
1: uh well I want to caveat though is that can he do it in an England shirt I feel like when he plays to Quinns, yes. he's just given the key. Freedom. He plays with Danny Kerr. Um, I do want to mention Danny Kerr as well, because he was,
0: he just, oh. he's like a fine wife. Mate, he just turned 37, yesterday. That little chip yesterday. to
1: uh, Don
0: just... Silky, outside man. of his that foot. is Danny Care in a nutshell I've played with that guy so many times trained with him in England like he does kick like he's so skillful like he does stuff like that in training all the time but to be that brash like no look ship <laughs> yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's coming over like that it, it was Silky and you know his nickname is Talus the Talisman, for for a reason and uh, mate I, I love to see it that was a massive win for Quinns
1: 32-26 against Gloucester um, a quick thing on Gloucester just want to say they are stri- we talk newcastle striking. the first two weeks two wins in the first two weeks uh, haven't even touched a win since in terms of just finishing off the weekend was uh at leicester tigers leicester with a very impressive 35 points to 22 win over bath but can't really say that
0: was Bath's first team no and and that's going to be the question isn't it like bath obviously they're now what second in the prem they were topper coming into the weekend before the results so Head coach Vanguard, you know, decided to rest his team. They had a big win against Queens last week. I think most of their big dogs got the whole week off for Christmas. They've rotated there. It's a tough decision here. Like, I don't think you should be able to mass rotate where you get, like, a considerable drop off. I, I am for, with the length of the season, player rotation massively. Mm. But across the board, almost like throwing a game. I guess Welford Road away... But
1: if you're a player, like having we've played, like when you turn around and and your head coach is basically saying, "Hey, look, Corbs, I'm going to give you this week off this week." Uh, mentally that player really uh, there must be a lot of good things happening around the club one the trust of the group let's yep. not forget those players who did play they've got to be trusted to play uh, and, and ultimately still picked up 22 points but also like clearly they, they've got a plan this season and they don't want uh, you know Finn Russell to be injured early doors or Ben Spencer or any other Alfie Barber who might be so I don't know I don't know I understand what you're saying but I just think maybe if they want to even think about winning the title it's maybe what they have to do
0: yeah but is that winning the Prem title by throwing that or because I feel like they've just rested for two big Champions Cup games maybe and then they have one more Prem game and then Finn's gone for however long and I know you don't miss yeah. as many games but to me I guess if you're going to throw a game away a hard away game in this league it's probably the one to throw because like it is so close like mm. you, you can't guarantee winning your home games let alone winning away games even if you have a team on paper that looks absolute money so I, I don't know it's a tough one mate I see your point but if I was a fan, I'm paying money to oh, come yeah, there. Yeah, like yeah. it's less I'm than bath which is an I- <laughs> iconic derby.
1: I do agree. Yeah. But like,
0: all right, you rest a couple of your stars, but, mass- but that's the thing is that's that's his coach's decision. And, you know, sometimes people have questions to African coaches' decisions as they look mad and then they come out to be genius I as bet in the yeah. World Cup. And yep, so I've seen it before. I'm not going to write it off. And I think we'll be looking maybe in the playoffs and you might be, oh yeah, it was pretty good the rest of those lads then. Or they could be one... They missed the top four by because two or game. three points. And I say, well, maybe they shouldn't have rested seven uh, blokes. T,
1: B, D. Well, Leicester were quality in that game in terms of their forward pack. I really like Kata in the midfield. He's a big guy. So really impressive win for Leicester. So let's take a look, though, on how the table sits uh, at the end of that round 10 in the premiership. And it is tight. <laughs>
0: Too tight to call <laughs> at the moment. Northampton Saints, Wow. Uh, from I believe they were 0 and two to start the season to go yeah, seven yeah. and three. That is bloody impressive. Exeter chugging along and, and look that's how competitive seven wins out of ten 70% of your games is the best rate and then you look at how close it is, you know, up to six is only three points and I'm pretty sure Leicester are gonna get a few more wins. So that top seven running is going to be madness. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. that bro you could miss that's what we're talking about here. Bath are in the top four right now by the tie one point if they you know that's how tight it is that's why I'm not sure where you rotate or where you rest it's a, it's a tough and, equation
1: and also there's only 8 more rounds left of the premiership I think that's also also we've always known in terms of 22 rounds yeah. like, no there, there is only 18 rounds worthy of the premiership and round 11 is coming up this week and, of course, is on the Rugby Network. TRM Plus, make sure you subscribe to watch all the action. And we start things off with Sale versus Bristol. Um, Sale will be looking to get back to number yep. one.
0: I think Sale will be looking to bounce back from that game. They obviously had a big win against Saris and then went on the road and almost had enough to win. I think they will be four guns blazing, ready to to. to get that dub back and then, you know, look towards Europe as well.
1: And then Newcastle, well, you've been very kind to them and they're back at home looking to try and get a first win of the season. Quinns will look to try and get some form of consistency, especially after that big win at Twickenham. Can you really see Newcastle mm, doing anything I'd like to here? see
0: Quinns' team before I make a decision on that. Will they True. rotate? That, those True. are the games where I expect teams to rotate a bit more like Sarries did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, the only I chance I could see is if it's, Terrible conditions Friday night. Saint, yeah. uh, you know, Quins are money in the dry. They've shown that they can win in the wet, but that's probably the only way you see them getting done. And I think maybe you know the other thing about Quins is I think they got a couple injuries in their forward pack in that game on the weekend. They lost Marla, Dino Lamb, another player. Like you know, Newcastle's scrum looked very good against Sarries. It's probably the one area the game's going well. True. In, a, in an arm wrestle weather game maybe but if I was a betting man I'd say Quinns all day mm, I have to
1: agree <laughs> I have to agree as well and then uh, well there are two teams two of my former teams uh, Exeter Chiefs against Northampton Saints that is going to be a cracker two informed teams and here's a stat for you Corbs the Chiefs are not lost at Sandy Park for the last 22 consecutive home games like I can't believe how well they're doing this season. Two teams, are, that'll be a really exciting
0: game. It'll be a hell of a game. Styles clash too, which is exciting. You've got yes. a bit more direct, forward, grunt. You know, the back's the yeah. way. They obviously have flair and can score tries as well, as, as we've hey, talked Woboso, about Roboso yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, Saints are, are, are playing money rugby right now and a really well-rounded rugby team that haven't shown any cracks in the areas that maybe teams will go after them. Mm. At Sandy Park... Saints having won a bunch of games, but maybe like, it's one too done far. Well there. Yeah. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But if they, well
0: if there. they, look, it's a really hard one to call. I, I, if you're betting man, you say Exeter all day. Yeah. But there's something about Saints if they can match the forward game of Exeter they're going to score some tries. Mm. The issue is, is, is Exeter's defense right now has been phenomenal. The lion speed, the pressure, they brought in that defense coach Omar, apologies, I, I'm not good at pronouncing the second name, had been previously been at Bristol and Worcester. Yep. Their defense looks money, the contact area, the way they're latching as well. And, you know, I think there was an adaption to the Exeter style when the pre-latch was banned and the held up over the line rule changed to a dropout. Kind of killed the way Exeter were going. But Exeter now have sort of rebuilt their style that they're clever with the laterals. But when they get near the line, it's like four guys hitting the contact area, getting them over and scoring. And that's kind of what... Exeter of old used to be. is When they got 5-10 metres out, they scored every time. And you're seeing a bit more of that now.
1: They've evolved themselves uh, further and further. Then uh, another huge game. And for me, this game will dictate, in my opinion, these two guys this season. Leicester Tigers versus Saracens at Welford Road. And I genuinely feel that for Leicester, they have to win that game. Because if they don't, I think they just they creep back away from that top four. Saris, of course, they need to put themselves back into that yeah. top four. Real, real big game
0: it's huge game and you know I, I said earlier in the, in the season I, you know when I see Sarries as the champs are here I, I haven't quite seen that same spark for them for a little while as so long as they're in the top four man, and, and I, still and, would be and saying, I just feel like their physicality at times isn't what it has been and then their scrum no Ricconi at tight head is, is really been plaguing them Mako just got a red card so you're expecting he's going to be cited as well I would probably favor Leicester winning this one. I think it's uh, and I think Sarries will have rested their big dogs so they're yep. going to come out swinging. They have the team to go win. I just don't feel that same invincibility in the last maybe 6 weeks of Sarries that I thought in the 5 6 weeks before that. Mm. But we'll TBD, I still want my picks to win it. I just don't know. There's, I feel like there's a little dip happening right now.
1: The rugby rundown literally should be <laughs> called TBD. Um, the, and then Bath v, uh, v. Gloucester finish off West Country Derby. Bath, I'm sure we'll get back their big dogs we just uh, talked about earlier. Gloucester struggling. Um, one winner for me. It has to be Bath. I think Bath.
0: You never know Gloucester, Derby game. They have a team that can win. But surely Bath, after the rest, guys coming back, this is part of the reason you get arrested, you come back swinging. And so I expect them to come out bouncing where Gloucester, you're thinking, oh, God, we got to go again. We got to dig again. They've had two games. Where they've been so close. Got to go again. Mm. For, for me, it's, it's Bath game to lose.
1: So that's the rundown on Gallagher Premiership rugby. But now let's move into the rundown of Premiership women's rugby. So round six has happened in the Premiership Women's Rugby and there's some big results going there. Trailfinders finders still winning ways. Kate Zachary, friend of the show. She was a try scorer in their 24 points to 22 win against Sale. Uh, we then have Saracens who are sitting nicely on top. They won 32 uh, to 10 against Bristol. The Loughborough Lightning were at home, but unfortunately losing out to Exeter Chiefs women. They are looking strong as well this season. They won 27-19. Then at the big game, Corb's uh, a record, a world record crowd for a women's club game, which saw Harlequins unfortunately lose out 19 points to 31 to inform Gloucester Hartbury. A great. Great day for women women's rugby at Twickenham.
0: Huge, huge to hit those numbers, obviously, um to get to play at Twickenham as well. And and I think the quality of rugby that was played as well yes. delivered. And that's that's what you want. Right? And we talked a little bit earlier in the show. But when you have these big moments about the viewership, crowd, attendance, you want the product to, to click on the field and, and, and I think it did. It was exciting. Tough for, for Quinn's women not to get the win, but also as well, Hartbury have been uh, you know, defending champions and and in superb form this
1: season 100% they are uh, one of the uh, only well there's two teams uh, that have gone with an unbeaten record so far you can see the league table in front of you it's Saracens who sit at the top there Uh, they've played 5-1-5 Gloucester Hartbury played 4-1-4 there's been a couple of games that have been uh, cancelled due to um, pitch conditions weather conditions so it's still very much there's, there's plenty of rugby still to go
0: Absolutely. And it's exciting times ahead. And a reminder, it is all available on the rugby network. We have a game of the week every week that Women's Premiership Rugby is on.
1: Absolutely. And TRM Plus is where you can find all of that. Make sure you subscribe. And this weekend is again another big one, is Extra Chiefs Women against the Trailfinders. Uh, you can catch
0: that, of course, on the Rugby Network. Well, that is a wrap on this week's edition of The Rundown. Big thank you again for all of you listening and watching. Well, first one of the year done. Yeah,
1: 2024, we're up and away. And thank you for your support. We said at the beginning of the show, we really mean it. Go out there, tell your friends, subscribe, like, rate us. You can literally rate me and Corv's. We won't take it personally. No, we really appreciate it. Oh, you, he might, I'll try not. Will, throw, throw the darts at Will. Leave me alone. I, I try and police this whole thing. But no, we really do um, appreciate the support, whether it's on podcasts and of course the Rugby Network, where we've got plenty of things coming up on TRM+. Plus. Make sure you subscribe and watch. And then next week, for us in the Rugby Rundown Corps, we've got one of your old mates back in town.
0: Yeah, we've got Billy Meeks in person in the house. It's a good interview. Excited for you all to hear that as he is gearing up for the MLR season with Chicago Hounds. And, you know, something tells me that there's going to be a lot more MLR news coming on the horizon oh. that we'll have to talk about as well.
1: Keep your eyes peeled.
0: That's it then for the Rugby
1: Rundown. Welcome to 2024, Corps. Oh, let's get this year going.
0: Boom!